morning, crypto. Good morning, Warriors. Hello and welcome back to another episode of your favorite crypto news channel, Good Morning Crypto, where we bring you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics from a top crypto research team in the world. I'm your host, Abs, joined by several members of our 3T family this morning. We got the Italian stallion, Mr. Johnny Crypto. Mario, also known as the Node Defender, is joining us. And Mr. Andrew Cashflow made a surprise entrance, so I'm always happy to see you, Andrew. And I'm very excited for today's show. Today on Good Morning Crypto, we'll be discussing how the state of global crypto regulation is reaching a fork in the road as the European Parliament approved new crypto laws allowing innovation to flood overseas. Ripple released an update on the XRP ledger and its leverage involvement in the liquidity hub, stating that regulatory clarity will be a catalyst for American institutions using XRP. And with Gary Gensler describing all digital assets as securities, we break down the details, showing our community how this market is set to succeed regardless of U.S. regulation. Our show is available on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. And for those of you listening via podcast, our show is live on YouTube Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern at the 3T Warrior Academy channel. So Johnny Crypto, a.k.a. the Italian Stallion, always happy to see your face, my friend. What do you think about all the news going on today? Coinbase possibly going overseas, European Parliament accepting crypto. What's on your mind, my friend? We'll get to the news later. First, let me just say it's great every day to wake up and see all your beautiful faces. It's warm outside. I'm warm on the inside, so I'm sporting the tank top this week. I love the warm weather. I'm getting excited. Can't wait. I love the water. I love the boat. Oh, it's going to be a beautiful thing, but I have more point. I love you guys and all the warrior maniacs. Good morning to all you guys out there, like uh, Susie, Crypto, DGen, the Gets, and everybody else. Appreciate you guys. Love you guys for showing up every single day like true warriors. Pat yourselves on the back. Love you guys. Absolutely. And we got Mario, a.k.a. the Node Defender, joining us as well, Mario. First of all, congratulations and welcome back from Arizona. I don't think we got to address that yesterday, but how you feeling, my friend? And thanks for making time for us. I'm feeling awesome. Good morning, everybody. I'm happy to be here. Happy to see Andrew. It's my first time being, uh, you know, chatting with Andrew since since we came back from Arizona. It was great meeting him in person. It was great seeing everyone. I'm sure there's people in the chat that were also at the conference. So but regardless, sending everybody high vibes and positive, positive, uh, good energy. And let's get into this crypto. Andrew Cashel, I can see you didn't talk to Johnny Crypto before the show because it is suns out, guns out on this Thursday. But first of all, how you feel, my friend? And thank you for being here, Andrew. Um, how am I feeling? You know, you see my dick fest. It is, it is 55 here. And, and, and you guys, it is 100 or something like that. It was so warm for me in, in Arizona. But, you know, I don't care. And actually, I got very warm this morning because I, was, I, I reinstalled my atomic wallet. And I thought, where is all my Solana? And it was all gone. And you know, let me teach you something. You just have to say, click on receive Solana. Then the address will re renew, uh, generate it. And then you see it Solana. So it was pretty warm in here, but I solved, <laughs> I solved it again. And uh, so now I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to a great show again. And always help, happy to uh, yeah to be in the show and to see all the happy smiley faces and the and and the, all the love and the, and the, now yeah everything everybody here. So uh, guys, let's go. 
Let's rock and roll. And with that being said, we're going to start this show off the same way we always do by showing you our Good Morning Crypto Twitter account. That's at 3TGM Crypto on Twitter. We're at 3,800 followers. Go smash that follow button. I love talking to you. The Bitcoin Fear and Greed Index is sitting in a 52, Johnny, at neutral this morning. When we check out some of the daily movers, it's almost red across the board. KAS up about 11%, BTT up 8%, and Render up about 6% on the day. When we check out the total coin market cap, we are sitting at 1.21 trillion in total market cap this morning. Bitcoin is 46% dominance. Ethereum is about 20%. We've got Bitcoin sitting back below 30,000 at 28,600. Ethereum, 1,900. XRP is at 48 cents. So back below that pivotal 50 cent range, Johnny. I'm looking forward to talking about it. Cardano is 41 cents. Avalanche, $19. Stellar, 9 cents. Hedera is 6. And let's scroll down to Quant Network sitting at 111 this morning. And before we get into many of our articles for today, Johnny, I'd love to just play a video and then get your comments on this. European nations have just passed new parliament accepting cryptocurrency and allowing the digital age to thrive in their nations. But we're going to show a clip of where American regulation is today and then discuss it with the group. Here we go. In the current environment, we are failing at making this happen as a country. Our regulation is currently chaos for stable points. If I am an issuer, and I want to create a stable coin. I technically don't know if I'm going to be answering to a state regulator, a federal banking regulator, the SEC, the CFTC. And it puts you in the same position as if you were out with friends, and you were going to play, you know, some sports game and somebody tells you, well, we may enforce the rules of baseball or football or basketball, and we're not going to tell you which in advance. And maybe some of them will all apply at the same time. It's unworkable. And what this means, and it pains me to say this as an American, is that things are moving offshore. I can say this with certainty because I advise my clients right now to do exactly that. Yep. There are other regimes with significantly more regulatory clarity than what we have provided here. Johnny, I'd love to get some brief comments before we play the end of this clip. When I heard that, it reminded me of our interview with Jeremy Hogan, where he said back in 2020, people were approaching him saying, how can we work within the United States? What do we need to do to work with the SEC Sitting here in 2023, companies, they're not even approaching the SEC because every time they do, they walk out with a lawsuit. So you're better hiding in the shadows than bringing your crypto company to light. So I'd like to get some brief comments there, and then we'll continue with the clip. Well, kudos to this guy. He was spot on. Perfect analogy. And the reality is, guys, let's start changing the narrative here. We know, we all know, crypto is not going to be led in the U.S. There, I'll say it. Boom, done. There we go. So we can stop talking about the fact that the whole world is leading us. Yes, that's what's going to happen. Because somewhere along the way, somebody decided that the U.S. is not going to lead it. Therefore, we are not going to get the regularity and the clarity we need. You saw it yesterday or two days ago where Gensler thinks we have all the clarity we need. And every single senator in the room drilled them and telling me didn't. Every company is saying we don't have it. Attorneys are saying we don't have it. Obviously, we have a problem. And obviously, there's only one group of people that can fix it. And until that group of people fixes it, we're going to have the same damn conversation over and over and over again. You all know what group needs to fix it. It's Congress. Congress simply just writes the law, says this is what cryptocurrency is. This is what's legal. This is secure. And then, boom, the problem goes away. And it ain't going to happen because we've been waiting for it for two years. It hasn't happened. So until we get there, guys, let's just face it. Watch the rest of the world, abs. Let's start seeing what the rest of the world's doing because they're going to lead the way and we're just going to follow somewhere later on. We'll just be, you'll be like the little, you know, little girl when you go to the wedding 
and you're like she's holding the, the, the bride's wedding dress and holding up so that she's falling behind and holding the dress up so people don't step on it. That's what we are. We're United States. We're that little girl that's holding the dress up, following from behind. That's what. There's a lot of people who are upset with that comment right there, Johnny. But we got 276 live listeners Why joining. Why would they be upset? We're just five. It's an analogy. We're following from behind. That's the bottom line. Show us some love. Smash that like button. We're going to continue with the end of this clip before we go back to the group here. Here we go. If you are a good actor who wants to comply with the law, wants to do the right thing, you want to go there because you know you can do it with certainty. And this, it's bad for jobs. It's bad for the strength of the dollar. It's bad for our status as a reserve currency. It's particularly bad for national security, as blockchains have a significant degree of transparency that's not present in markets like actual cash markets, right? When somebody transacts on a blockchain, it's public. We may not always know right now who transacted, but you know the amount, the time, the wallets they traded with, what they sent back and forth, and with the richness of data, it's just a matter of time until you can identify the wallets. This is a huge data analysis tool to enforce our rules on the financial system that we are potentially giving away. Right now, over the past year, the biggest winner has been Tether. They are offshore. They don't work well with us. They yep. facilitate some activity they probably shouldn't. But the chaos is leading that stable coin to grow while others shrink. The other thing that's happening is other countries are moving into this space. Just this morning before the hearing, I saw news that Russia is exploring legislation to formalize their ability to transact in crypto. If we don't take the field, others will do so before us, and they may not be doing it in ways that we like. Completely agree. And Mario, I'd love to start with you before we kick it to Andrew. We've discussed it several times before. If regulation pushes this innovation outside of the United States, they have to go somewhere. They're not shutting down these companies. And European Parliament just passed laws last night in order to bring these crypto firms into their jurisdiction. Why are they doing that? Because big banks and the institutions know they can profit off of this technology. And when you ask why, he just laid it out right there. It is the best data analysis tool that exists in the market today. And there's only more evidence of that going forward. There's one other tweet I would love to show before I get some comments from you. Gary Gensler has been an incompetent cop on the beat, said Tom Emmer. He's actively putting everyday Americans in harm's way and pushing American firms into the hands of the Chinese Communist Party. Now, it doesn't necessarily need to be that extreme. This innovation doesn't have to go to China, but it is going somewhere else. So I'd love to get some comments from you, Mario. Are you concerned with the way we're handling crypto innovation? Absolutely. And we discussed it yesterday. But, you know, the uh, these companies are just going to seek a, a friendly environment. They're not going to stop their operations. They're just going to move somewhere that promotes their their existence and what they're trying to build. And here's the thing. You know, as we look at the history of, of the Internet, when the Internet first came out, it was being called a scam. It was being said that it wasn't going to get anywhere. Then online shopping came about and People started saying nobody's going to buy anything on the internet. On the internet, nobody's going to trust buying, putting their credit card information on the internet. And look at where where that's gotten. And you know, online um, like voice over IP that was another example. And now with blockchain, blockchain is the evolution of the internet. It, it's the ability to bring value over to 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 the to the internet space. And so obviously there's resistance. Obviously it's being called a scam. I just don't. Um, understand and it's very frustrating being being in the US and seeing the uh, the amount of resistance that the 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 people that should be actually creating laws and creating the 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 space you know allowing the space to grow and they're not doing that and that's the frustrating part and but I do I do think on the contrary of what Johnny said I do believe because I'm an optimist I do believe that 
this is happening for a reason and that the U.S. really isn't, you know, closing their eyes. They're just doing something in the background for whatever purpose, obviously, their pockets. But um, I do believe that it will turn around at some point and they will not let this innovation be in control of other nations. Andrew, as we're watching the global economy shift digital, America seems to be purposefully being left behind. And one of our listeners even commented, it seems as if Gary Gensler is working for another country. Well, I'm sure if we delve into who is actually putting money in his pockets, maybe he is working for another country. But guys, we got 330 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. I hope you're enjoying this crypto content for today. Later in the episode, we're going to dive into an update out of Ripple's general counsel stating how XRP is going to be included in Ripple's liquidity hub going forward. But Andrew, I'd like to get some comments from you first. As somebody who lives outside of the United States, what do you see when you look at America from the outside looking in? Do you believe there's a plan to integrate crypto technology or are we really going to be left behind like Johnny said? What what I think is that there is a higher plan. And the higher plan is not only by the the elite and what what, uh, Gary Gensler is doing, because Gary Gensler, I see him as a marionette and he is just playing the game from a higher power. However, if I also see the devaluation of the dollar over the last uh, 80 years, then I think what is happening currently, the dollar is squeezed out like a lemon and they want to squeeze it out till the very, very last drop. And I think the central banks, they, they already understand that there will be a new uh, world reserve currency. They will work together with the uh, with, uh, with, 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 with other uh, uh, central banks all over the world. So I think they will try to make as much money out of it. And if everything is out of the dollar, then there will be a new reserve currency. And will that be a digital one or another one? It doesn't matter so much. Um, but th- that is the game what is happening. Uh, however, you can also see say, yeah, why is then, for example, Euro uh, uh, the... the uh, Europe playing playing this game because in Europe all the digital stuff is yeah more or less regulated. We have we have maybe 20, 30 regulated crypto exchanges in in the Netherlands and that's it, all o- over Europe. So and then what you just sh- showed that clip that 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 the European Parliament approves uh, uh, crypto actually crypto innovation and I, I think yeah that's good. So. I feel sorry for all those uh, uh, yeah, U.S. people that, that 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 innovation is really pushed out. Certainly, if you see Coinbase that says I go overseas, uh, Brett Garlinghouse he says says you know I, I need I need to leave here. It's 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 a sad story, but I think it all fits together with a higher plan that we not fully can can yeah can 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 see. Absolutely. And Johnny, I'd like to get some comments on this as well. Stuart Alderati, the lead lawyer out of Ripple, comments and says Ripple is expanding business into London and slams the SEC during that process. But what it reminds me of is that Brad Garlinghouse gave an interview two months ago, and he said we've expanded since this SEC lawsuit from three payment corridors around the world to over 40 payment corridors, totaling over 90 percent of global domestic product. And the reason that's so important is because as the institutions are waiting for clarity in in the United States to start using XRP, it appears the company Ripple is pretending as if they've lost this lawsuit and innovating overseas. So So if the SEC holds America behind, Ripple's not going to be the one who suffers. American innovation is, is what's going to suffer during this process. So I'd like to get some comments there. 
No, that's exactly right. And, and my man, John, right here nailed it perfectly. This is exactly what's happening. We've been saying it for a while here that it's just a matter of they have to consolidate it into the right hands. And then we'll see, you know, they'll let it fly. But Abs, I'm, I'm a believer of serving our community. And a great question came up. And I want to make sure that we are serving our, our, our listeners here. Orlando, great question. Is there a list of crypto-friendly senators? Yes. In fact, Susie is spot on. I do have a list, guys. Here's my list. I started it. There, you can freeze the video. Write down those senators' names, every single one of them. They are crypto-friendly advocates. Write that list down. If you live in their town, support them. Uh, write them letters. Vote for them. Pass their names around. Those are the guys that are going to be the ones that if we're going to get any kind of crypto regulation, if we want any hope for any crypto regulation happening in the U.S., these are probably going to be the catalysts or the guys that are going to get it started or try to push it. So pray for them, vote for them, support them all. Those are the ones that we need abs to take, you know, to step up in the game. But the reality is, I hate to say it, guys, the ship is already, the train has already left the station. Innovation is Shout out to Rosie Rios. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the train has left the station. Innovation is happening. You just gave the prime example that they've developed 40 different ODLs, you know, or, or partners Ripple did alone, just them, outside the U.S. That's the key word, outside, not inside. That's a problem. And that's what I'm talking about. And while I love my brother Mario down there, unfortunately, it's impossible for the U.S. to be able to take the lead in something that they've already foregone the lead and to try and come from behind and take something over after you've let technology take the lead. Very, very difficult to do. We're going to be a second player in this. Is a fast. We may be a fast follower, but we are not going to be the leader in this technology. And is it all part of the plan? That seems to be the big question here. As we're going to show a primary example of what happens when you sue crypto firms in the U.S. Kraken, they didn't shut down their exchange. They didn't shut down their institution. They took their services, paid a $30 million fine to the SEC. And then what did they do? They took that money and went overseas as Kraken was quickly approved by the Bank of Ireland and the European Parliament is set to vote on the market for crypto asset regulation. Well, what did we get out of the news this morning, Johnny Crypto? At just two months after Kraken is approved, we get European Parliament approving crypto licensing funds and transfer rules within these nations. Lawmakers in the European Union voted on Thursday 517 to 38 in favor of new crypto licensing regime, Mika, making it the first major jurisdiction in the world to introduce comprehensive crypto law. And before we get into the details of this article, this is a much broader conversation that we can have here because as they shut down innovation in the U.S., these technologies are being leveraged more and more overseas, and we're going to continue to show you examples of that throughout the show. But guys, we got 365 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. And Coinbase is another primary example of companies being scared away by the SEC as Coinbase gets a Bermuda license and plans to launch an offshore exchange in the coming weeks. So I'd like to get some comments here from Mario. How do you feel about Coinbase being the latest exchange to be scared away by the SEC for selling unregistered securities? Yeah, it's very unfortunate. You know, it ties back to what we were just talking about before about the seeking that friendly environment. And, uh, you know, I think Johnny said something very important yesterday. So I want to repeat it because for those people that may not have watched it, this is not Gary Gensler's fault. You know, the, the Congress needs to come together just like the European Parliament did and and put together a set of rules and laws oh. to so that they know where to go, so that they know what to do. Gensler is just by default, going after all these cryptos because he's going by the laws that he has to uh, that he has to follow. So he came into the power of the SEC, and I'm not defending Gensler in any way. I'm not an advocate for the fact that he was 
uh, you know, a, a preaching or teaching for, for blockchain. And now he's going after blockchain. So let me get that out of the way. But, um, you know, he's he came into the SEC. He has to uh, enforce the law to which the SEC, um, you know, follows. And so he's going after all these companies. Congress needs to put together a set of rules and, and regulations so that the space can grow. And that's the very unfortunate. Hey, and hey, very Mario, unfortunate thing that's Mario who, who in Congress should take the lead here? That it just should be a leader or a group of people that take the lead and come with a proposal for 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 legislation or for for laws. Who, who should be there? Everybody is looking to everybody. And I have the feeling from, from the outside, nobody is doing anything. Or am I wrong? Well, they are. And I think Johnny has a good list of people that are, that are trying to create this regulation or are trying to push for this regulation. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm very hopeful that you know what we just saw with Gensler is already progress and that we will see something happen, um, whether it's kicking Gensler out of the SEC. But... Ultimately, this does have to come from Congress. Congress has to come together and say, look, this is how we're going to do it about crypto. This is how we're going to look for it. And Ripple versus the SEC, I think, in my opinion, is going to play a big, important role in that. Because if if Ripple gets a win, uh, and we know that it, the win needs to be uh, the, the best case scenario out of there so that we can, we can determine that XRP is not a security, and hopefully that will be the Ripple test, so they keep calling it. You know, I think, Andrew... Asked a great question. That's a very great question. Who leads us? So typically in Congress, you have you have different groups or committees in Congress, uh, Andrew. That typically are supposed to. You'll have a finance committee, a, um, you know, a, a social committee. You have all these different committees um, in Congress, and so there have been two factions within Congress that have actually created or proposed bills around crypto. One faction led by the Warren, uh, what the hell, Senator Warren's group. And it's got it's really, really bad crypto regulation. And then you have another faction led by Tom Emmers and those folks that I forgot, uh, Loomis, Senator Loomis, put Senator, oh, I gotta add Loomis to the list. Senator Loomis, they've created a crypto friendly um proposal. So now in Congress, what you have for all you folks who maybe don't know how Congress works, you've got these two groups with these two bills, and now you have to go and secure enough votes to get the majority. So you have to take your bill that you drafted, maybe three or four senators that support it. And there's two bills out there. And now you have to go and you have to talk to 55 other senators and get them to support it. And that is why getting a bill passed in, in this country has been painful lately because they're, they're not, they're not working together or it's hard to convince that many people, especially if you've got lobbyists or you've got another hidden agenda or an agenda to slow this thing down, then there's no way in the world you're going to get 51 other people to support this. Or if they got 40, they need 47. So therein lies the problem is somebody, you know, needs to green light this thing and say, yes, I want crypto regulation. And the way it typically works, whether it's in a town or a city, a state or a government, it starts at the top. The president needs to say, I want you guys to figure out to, I want you guys to create a bill around whatever he wants. Right. And if he says crypto, then the committee should go off and figure it out create it, work together, and pass it. Have we heard the top say they love crypto and they want something? Exactly. And therein lies the problem. So most likely, to be honest with you guys, I don't know if anything happens until we get past the new election. And maybe if we get somebody new at the top, you might see some difference. But until then, we may just be stumbling and bumbling along here for the next two years until we see who gets the lead because it just feels like we haven't seen anything happen 
These two bills are just sitting there floating around, but there's no momentum. There's nothing happening. There's no support because the top hasn't blessed it yet. That's my opinion. And while the momentum seems to be slowing in the United States, Johnny, it's picking up overseas. As European Parliament voted for Mika to be implemented yesterday, this means one of the world's largest markets is introducing tailored regulations for cryptocurrencies to protect users and support this new innovation. There are now clear rules for, of the game to be played for crypto exchanges in order to operate in the EU. And Binance commented, said that they're ready to make the adjustments over the next 12 to 18 months in order to be in a position of full compliance. So if this isn't a primary example of what Gary Gensler's larger agenda is, I really don't know what you're waiting for. But Andrew, I'd love to get into this next article about Algorand as Algorand is the latest cryptocurrency within the United States to be accused of being an unregistered security. Well, the Algorand Foundation quickly responded yesterday to the SEC with some bold statements. They said, we want to be clear. We believe that Algo is not a security under the United States law, and we welcome clear regulatory guidelines for the advancement and growth of the entire industry. Now, it's interesting to see them make such bold statements like this, but during the initial SEC lawsuit from Ripple, it was crickets from the crypto community. Now that we've come full circle and Ethereum is at risk, Algorand is at risk, we've had Kraken, Coinbase be sued. Now everybody seems to be coming together as Ripple is going to be separate and could be the only coin with regulatory clarity in the U.S., what does it mean to you, Andrew, that the that Algorand's foundation is making bold statements like this after the accusations from the SEC? Yeah, I, I can fully I can fully understand that they do it. And uh, what what I'm asking myself is, how many people are working at the SEC? They must have an enormous amount of people because to to do all those lawsuits. I mean, for one lawsuit, you maybe need four, five, six people to 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 get all the documents together and to get all the paperwork done and you know, it's insane. And if we if we see ten thousand or twenty thousand cryptocurrencies, now there is a whole way to go. And uh, who will be next? And the second? And the second? So, I, I think it's some kind of of, of uh, yeah, new uh, uh, employment or so, employment in the SEC. You know, and it comes all down to to the same narrative. Why isn't the top taking any action like European uh, uh, Parliament is doing? No, Johnny, no, no, no. I think we know. Oh, go oh ahead. sorry, Abs. Abs, I, I got to address this question because I love my man Mentalik, but he, somebody there keeps saying Trump had four years to pass executive order. People are saying in the in, in the chat that Trump's uh, SEC chairman sued, you know, and basically under Trump they sued Ripple. Guys, come on, guys, come on, guys. Trump was out the door. He was done. He lost the election. It was over. The SEC claimed on his very last day goes and sues that everybody says he's not pro crypto second of all he didn't have four years he only controlled congress for two and he was trying to change other things in the world i'm not saying whether you support whether you love trump or hate trump come on come on mentally you're very smart and everybody else out there let's not if you guys think trump did this come on man my man was out the door clayton on his last day it doesn't make sense if he was going to do it he would have done it two years earlier you don't do it on your very last day something don't smell right and i always say on this show at if it smells like a fish and it flops like a fish, there's something fishy going on. I ain't buying that narrative that Trump Trump did this. He could have done it a lot earlier if he wanted to. Something else is going on here. Absolutely. And back to Mentelect, if you do want to respond, I will definitely pull up your comment in the live chat. But guys, we got over 400 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. And thank you for being here on this Thursday morning. In order to get back to this Algorand news, we're going to address a quote from one of our friends, Kevin Cage, who we interviewed on the show yesterday. 
Algorand was chosen to be tapped by the Bank of Italy. I got to keep you muted, Reto. Has been chosen by the Bank of Italy due to launch in 2023. This would be the first time an EU member states that the use of blockchain technology for the Bank of Insurance guarantees. So what does this mean? The Bank of England is going to be leveraging Algorand in order to bring digital sureties onto their platform. A couple of weeks later, they're getting sued by the SEC. So the big question I have is, does the SEC's allegations affect anything overseas, Johnny, or is Italy going to continue to use Algorand? I mean, you know, it's just going to be a strong case for Algorand is they're going to, you know, now they're potentially going to get sued here. And so the question is, you know, they will they have, you know, having cases like this to be able to say, hey, look, we're being used as a currency is going to help them in the long run. I mean, it's it's amazing, though. I like how all of a sudden Algo now is like, you know, first you didn't hear from them. And now like, hey, let's see how that ripple case goes. Guys, if every single. If every single cryptocurrency company better, they should do everything they can in their power. And that's why there was a lot of support in amicus briefs for Ripple. Because let's face it, this battle isn't against Ripple. We heard Jeremy Hogan said on this show that the outcome of this case, depending on how we get the outcome, could either be very, very well suited to help the crypto industry if we get a ruling by the judge, and especially if it goes to an appellate court and it holds up, Forget about it. Then it's over. The, the industry will have the clarity. And then the second part is if we don't get a ruling and we get a settlement, well, then that's very bad for the industry and very, very good for Ripple. So there's two ways this thing can play out. And if you're Algo or anybody else in the crypto space, you are praying. And we're all praying here. We all want to see the judge make a ruling in favor of Ripple because most likely the SEC will not challenge it. Because we heard from Jeremy Hogan, we uncovered it right here on this show, Good Morning Crypto. We uncovered it where he he told the world that if that happens, the SEC can lose their power if they lose the appellate court. So most likely, they will not challenge that ruling. So we need a ruling. We need a judge to come out. And when we get that ruling, we're finally going to see where we're heading with crypto in the U.S. If the ruling is a favor of Ripple, then the industry gets some clarity. If it's a settlement with Ripple, the industry gets zero clarity except Ripple and XRP get to fly, fly very high. You can tee it high and let it fly like they say in golf. Absolutely. And something else that rhymes with that is 589, Johnny. But we got 403 live listeners. Check out this. Oh, God, Abs. Don't even start with the 589. You're going to get everybody pumped up. (laughs) But we got a new update from the Algorand CEO here. As Stacey Warden has issued a statement in response to the SEC's allegations, naming Algorand as an unregistered security in the Bittrex lawsuit, What's so interesting about this, Johnny, Mario, Andrew, you guys are going to love this. It seems the SEC is finally getting pushback from crypto companies as well as CEOs within the space. So the United States SEC recently sued Bittrex for support of securities laws violations. The The complaint alleges that Algorand is an example of securities available for trading on Bittrex. The CEO came out and said, we are not a party to the lawsuit and do not intend to address each allegation made in the complaint. However, to be clear... The Algorand Foundation believes that Algorand is not a security under United States law. And as a lender in the blockchain industry, we welcome clear regulatory guidelines for the advancement and growth of the entire ecosystem. Our priority is to act in the best interest of our community, and we will continue to do so. We look forward to seeing what this dynamic community will build next on the Algorand blockchain. And Andrew, I'd love to start there. How do you feel about companies publicly pushing back against the SEC, regardless of the allegations made behind the scenes? 
have you have you have any idea if you are ceo of a, of a company that like and wants to do innovation with, with with blockchain technology how how desperate you can get from 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 this stupid situation so it, it's not only uh, a matter of what do you think about it I, I i feel so much sorry for all those people and because the, all the all the innovation goes 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 abroad and the, you know i even think there should be a sort of action group or something we we the the the, the, the proponents of crypto should organize themselves and, and 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 make more power and pressure to the to congress to the sec to the cftc i mean this is not in favor of the of the retail investor not in favor of companies not in favor of innovation it's i don't know see whose favor it is but uh yeah 589 yeah let's hope <laughs> let's pray andrew let's pray and johnny crypto i would like to get some closing remarks from you and mario in regards to this article Bittrex, the way that these uh, the SEC is going about regulating this market is really interesting for two reasons. Number one, Roto, and keep that mic muted so we don't get the echo. Number one, they're not going after individual uh, cryptocurrency projects anymore. They're going after broader crypto exchanges and then narrowing crypto projects that those exchanges were offering. That's a much more interesting way to regulate this market because not only are you annexing the exchanges and pushing that money into JP Morgan, Bank of America, Chase Bank, but you're also removing many of the, the prominent cryptocurrencies from the open market. If you can't buy XRP in the US, for many of our listeners, this is the most common question we get. Where can you buy XRP? Uphold. There you go. Saved you some time there. But Uphold is the only crypto exchange in the United States that really openly offers XRP. And if they apply that to many other successful projects in the market, American investors are going to have a huge disadvantage. And Gary Gensler is going to say he was protecting us by not allowing us to invest in this new technology. So I'd just like to get some comments there and then kick it to Mario. Yeah, I think you nailed it spot on. That's exactly what he's going to do. He's going to say, hey, look, I protected all you guys from the scam industry. In the meantime, what's happening is the industry is moving into the hands of a few that are then going to pump the stone bitch like you've never seen a pump before. And then everybody who was in it that got pushed out because they were scared right now is going to end up missing out. But again, you know, so, so yeah. So at the end of the day, you know, the point is we, we are smarter than that. We know what's going on. We see the tea leaves. We see the writing on the walls. We're in this stuff every day. And we know that, yes, some of these are going to disappear. They're going to beat up. They're going to go away. But there will be a good chunk that survive. And those that survive, I think, will thrive. Oh, I like that. Those that survive will thrive. I think that's a new one. I gotta say it. But I, I believe that that's what's gonna happen here, Abs. And so I think we're in a, we're in, we're in a. Again, we told you guys a year ago, you're gonna have to have a stomach like steel. We are in the then they fight you stage. It's gonna be an ugly battle. It could last up to four years, as our good friend Mark Yosko thinks. Who knows? None of us know right now. Just put your seatbelts on. It's gonna be a bumpy ride. Take your ass stomach acid medicine so you don't get any reflux. It's going to feel ugly. But at the end of the day, I think we're all going to come out on the, on the side where it's going to smell like roses, Abs. But it's not going to be pretty when we get there. Mario, we said it in our introduction and we'll say it again here. This market is going to thrive once the institutions are in place to realize a lot of that profit. And we're going to show another video right now as you, European nations are passing parliament in regards to crypto Gary Gensler seems to be ignoring emails and Congress members like this man right here were holding him accountable. So this is about a 60 second clip and we'll go to Mario here. Here we go. I have a staff email, Mr. Gensler, confirming receipt of the letter in front of me. I know the SEC received it. 
Can you explain why you failed to answer my letter, Mr. Chairman? Um, there's a letter that I just got in the last two weeks, as I understand. No, it's dated March 30, 2023, and I have a... Or two and a half weeks ago. I, yeah, I'm sorry. I have a... Uh, so let, let me just address again the substance. I'm going to reclaim my time. I do expect a written response very soon to that letter. And Chairman Gensler, I'm new to this committee. I may not look like it today, but I sit way down on the dais. I've heard rumors that you're not particularly interested in communicating with Congress the entities you regulate, or just about anyone else. As you can tell by how late I have been in the speaking order for this hearing, I am nowhere near one of the most senior members of Congress in this room. But let me remind you that everyone on this dais represents different parts of the United States of America. And by ignoring our letters, you are effectively ignoring the American people. And make no mistake, we will hold you accountable. So people often ask Johnny Crypto when we were playing these clips throughout yesterday, and I'd love to start with Mario, I'm not going to forget. But one of the things that we noticed yesterday is people continue to ask, all right, Gary Gensler got exposed. Now what? Who's going to hold him accountable? What are the repercussions we can take? Let's say this man is proven to be doing his job poorly. What can us as the American people and Congress who represents us do to get rid of these officials who are acting, I guess, in, in not in the not in favor of the American citizen? Well, there we go. We got our answer. Representatives like Mike Flood are planning on holding him accountable. And we even had Warren Davidson file to remove Gary Gensler as the lead of the SEC and bring in a board of directors that would oversee the SEC going forward. That's the type of reform that gets me excited, Mario. What stuck out to you? Yeah, I agree with you 100%. And that that hearing was very embarrassing for Gary Gensler. You know, I'd hate to have been in his shoes. I, I'm just surprised that he never referenced the fact that Congress itself is not giving him something to work with, right? Uh, you know, going along the lines of what Johnny stated as far as it not being his fault. But, um, you know, nonetheless, I, I've been hearing a lot of people that are on the other side of the pond, like they always say, you know, people in Europe are saying that crypto innovation is looking very good from that side. And, you know, I hope that, you know, I'm going to continue to be optimist. And I, I hope that something does come out. This is all starting to get very interesting. You know, we say that we need, you know, a tough stomach to, to go through this phase, but this is very exciting. You know, we, it started with the ex, uh, Ripple versus the SEC or SEC versus Ripple. Now we're starting to see crypto being spoken in Congress, and it was the center of attention of that hearing. Primarily, what they kept accusing him of is not regulating the space accordingly and going after people even or companies, even though they were trying to comply. So these are very exciting times. I think that we are getting to a point where we're going to see something happen. Um, I believe it will be positive for the space. I hope it's positive for the space. But nonetheless, I'm super excited about this time that we're living. Johnny Crypto, I'd like to get some closing remarks from you. Do you believe Gary Gensler will be held accountable? I brought it up before. Warren Davidson is trying to pass new litigation, not only to remove uh, Gary Gensler from the chair, but to actually restructure the SEC so it's not controlled by a single chairman. Do you believe any of that? What does it mean to you, Rado? That's awesome. And, and I just put it in the banner down here so you guys can follow them. Here they are. But yes, absolutely. Abs. I was great when he came out and said, you know, hey, we're going to create a committee. We're going to remove you or, or, or at least have your power redirected re, re, uh, so that they report into the committee. That at least would then give these congressmen some teeth. Right now, you know what they are? They're a bunch of old people with no teeth. And I don't mean them personally, but an analogy. They got no teeth, right? They, they just got gums. They can't bite. They can't do anything. They can just call them up there, 
They can grill him like we just saw. And then he walks away. He goes home and he sleeps good at night. He doesn't care. There's no there's no repercussions right now. Abs. Oh, then he got slapped a little bit in, in, in court and on TV and what? Maybe 12 people watch that thing. How many think how, how many people actually watched it? You know, if it wasn't for us, you know, there are a lot less people would have even seen it. So the reality is there is no repercussions. And because there's no repercussions, it's like, you know, if you're a parent raising your kid and your kid does something bad. And, you know, you don't punish him, you don't slap him, you don't do nothing. Of course he's going to do it again. He doesn't care. There's nothing, 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 nothing wrong. So that's the problem we have with the system. And so until there is repercussions, you're just going to get the same old story out of Gary. You're not going to see anything change abs until somebody at the top says something needs to change or until Congress gets a bill passed that provides clarity. We need one or the other. We have to see what happens. But I think abs... Uh, you know, that's it. It's a waiting game at this point. It's going to be a waiting game. And that's why I'm saying make sure you got your acid reflux medicine because if you have a weak stomach, you're going you're to have some upset days. Absolutely, Johnny. And we got a couple of very cool articles I'd love to get to before the end of the show. This is an article we're going to address, but I want to make sure I get to it right now. A new filing in the Coinbase versus SEC filings show that the identification of Satoshi Nakamoto would definitely affect the development of Bitcoin within the United States. And we look forward to diving into that later in the episode. But right now, we're going to address Ripple's general counsel addressing the queries about XRP being excluded from Ripple's liquidity hub. But guys, we got 435 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. And the reason we always ask you is the more people who hit that like button, the larger our community can get. So with that being said, we're going to dive into this article. As Stuart Alderati, the chief legal officer at Ripple, said that the Silicon Valley company had deliberately omitted XRP from its liquidity hub while providing clarity on other currencies. The reason that this took place is because Alderati emphasized the liquidity hub is tailored for enterprises, institutions, and not retail clients. The product requires a large amount of liquidity, and XRP has a very limited amount of liquidity within the United States. We're keen to support XRP in the liquidity hub, said Alderati, when we can provide a good customer experience. The liquidity hub has always been touted as a product designed to access liquidity from a wide variety of assets within the crypto space, not just XRP. Alderati noted that most of their clients are institutions within the U.S., and these clients demand a broader variety of assets, such as Bitcoin, Ethereum, and several other stablecoins. So we hinted at this when the news initially came out, Johnny. This is a regulatory issue rather than a use case issue. I'd love for you to discuss this before we kick it to Andrew Cashflow. They excluded them from Liquidity Hub specifically for two reasons. One, lack of liquidity in the United States, and two, lack of clarity when it comes to crypto regulation around XRP. Both of those could be solved in the next 12 months. Do you believe we'll see a massive institutional push when that happens? I mean, that's very possible when the clarity comes in. But, uh, yeah, if there's clarity, certainly you can see that. And I think it was smart of them to kind of exclude XRP right now as they're waiting for that clarity. Why give them you know, more fuel? Why add more fuel to the fire? So I get why they did it. To me, it's one of those things where... Um, it's one of those things where it's just, yes, you have to wait for the clarity. And that's what I think you're seeing with all the big institutions. They want to get in this space. Dude, people want to get in this space, right? And people have 401ks. They want their 401ks, some portion of their 401k allocated in this space. And, the, and, and that's just for the people who know about it. The rest of the world doesn't even know about it yet. Once they're aware, like, hey, this is another asset class, you will see a good amount of people wanting to come into this space. But the problem right now, Abs, is... 
there's not enough clarity and there's no way in the world smart money is going to get into this space until we, and then when I say smart money, I mean institutional money, you know, all the big piles of money that can really drive all the prices up, right? It's really those that kind of start to drive that up. You need that kind of volume, that purchasing. And so we're just not going to get that until we have clarity, in my opinion, Abs. The sooner we get it, the better. The sooner the better is, and I completely agree, Andrew Cashflow. I've got two things on my mind right now. Number one is that institutional investors like Bank of America are waiting for this SEC lawsuit to be over before they start leveraging Ripple's technology. But number two, the number one narrative that was happening around Ripple before they were sued by the SEC was the fact that they were going to IPO on the New York Stock Exchange. And that's what we're going to update our listeners on in this next 60-second clip. But before we do that, Andrew, I'd love to get some comments on the Liquidity Hub and XRP's possible inclusion going forward. Do you see that as a bullish catalyst for the currency overall? And do you believe we'll see institutions start using XRP after the SEC lawsuit? Mm, no, no. It, it really depends uh, what will be the, the, the result of the lawsuit. If it is generally good for crypto, then we will can we will see. You know, if institutions will uh, will, will in, insert money in the crypto sphere, they must have certain certainties so that, that that it can go in, that it can go out, and that they know if I put it in, that not some sort of regulator can say, okay, we will close it down. And uh, so this is the major risk currently for major for for big institutions to. To, 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 to make steps. However, you know, be optimistic. Every step in the direction is a good step in the direction where we want to go to. So, uh, yeah, a liquidity hub, of course, is also a step in, in the good direction. So, yeah, you know, and what, what Johnny already said in the beginning, uh, yeah, Congress need to, needs to make uh, clarity. And Gary is just, uh, yeah, doing what, what he's doing and, and, and delaying it. However, I also think that, 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 Parties like Bank of America and other uh, uh, Wells Fargo, they are they are working very hard also to custody crypto, and I have the feeling they are not ready yet to do that in the right way, because you know who has the money, yeah, who has who has the power. So there is there is also a delay in development, and and that should also be yeah uh, uh, yeah yeah taking time yeah yeah. I completely agree, Andrew, and we're about to show how they're delaying a lot of the progress in the United States today. Well, this is an update from John Deaton talking about the IPO process Ripple was about to go through before the SEC lawsuit came down. So we're going to play this short clip and go back to the group here. Here we go. Yeah, the old ones and all of Ripple's stock is really um, based on XRP price. And really, if you're from a Ripple perspective, the problem with the SEC lawsuit isn't that Oh, it put this huge cloud over XRP and it's frustrating the community. The, the real fundamental problem is it stopped Ripple from being able to IPO any of this stuff and actually take on more, more you know, funding and actually build an actual business on this. So they stopped Ripple from building a company on top of their products. But number two, Johnny, they were planning on IPOing and by the SEC suing them, they shut down a competitor to the Ethereum Alliance. We've talked about this many times and I don't want to break it down right now, but many, many times we've seen companies like JP Morgan and, and Bank of America state that they're building on top of Ethereum. Well, of course, they're going to be incentivized to shut down a similar product. Why do you believe the SEC prevented Ripple from IPOing? 
You just said it. <laughs> I don't even have to repeat it. You just pretty much said it. Those it's just they're not in the in the pockets of the right people, or 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 it's planned, right? We don't know. But but I do believe this abs. While the IPO was delayed for Ripple, and they did miss out on an opportunity to cash out. Let's let's call it what it is, right? What did Coinbase do? Coinbase cashed out. That's what they did. They cashed out at the opportune time, at the peak of the bull run. They cashed that out perfectly timed, right? And and as a CEO of a company, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to maximize the profits of your company and grow. And then they cashed out and they went to an IPO right at the right time. And Ripple probably would have done the same thing if they weren't under the lawsuit, but they are. And Brad has already been on record, Abs, that said after the lawsuit comes over, you know, as off as once the monkey's off their back and the lawsuit is over. They will at some point IPO, but if but if he's smart, he's going to wait, and he's going to do exactly what Coinbase did. He's going to wait until we get to the bull market, then the peak of the next bull market, which is probably going to be you know maybe sometime next year or, or close to 2025. And don't be surprised. Mark the words here. It's 2023. Don't be surprised. You heard it here first. If Ripple IPOs again, when the monkey's off the back, the lawsuit's cleared, and we're in the heart of the bull run of the next bull run. That's my guess when you'll see Ripple IPO, as well as maybe Kraken and a few other companies. So, guys, I look at it this way, Abs. If you are an accredited investor, this is an opportunity for you because I'm not financial advisor, not financial advice. But if you believe that Ripple will IPO and it'll be good, then now's a great time to go to Link to our buddies. I think we have a link below, but you can go to Link to. And if you're not, you can, it's in my link tree as well. If there is a link below. And you can sign up, and if you're an accredited investor, you can actually buy Ripple, and you can buy other um, um, crypto companies as well, and other companies. Great opportunity, Abs, if you look at the silver lining in these situations and not the great cloud. Absolutely, guys. I'm going to preface this right now. We are not sponsored by anybody, and that includes Link2. So if Johnny Crypto is telling you to use Link2, we are not paid to do so. We do not have an affiliate link. So just want to preface that because there are people out there who ask, are we associated with anyone else? Absolutely not. This is GMC and this is Merlin. That is absolutely it. But guys, I'm going to play a 20 second clip here of Warren Davidson asking Gary Gensler the important question, is XRP a security? You say in your statements that there's clarity in the market and the rules are clear. Just come on in. You can't even answer the question. Do you say XRP is a security? We're in uh, court and active uh, discussions and litigation on that. You're in litigation because you do say it's a you say in your statements that there's so awkward. There were so many so uh, just like very awkward clips from Gary Gensler throughout the day, but that one really stuck out to me in cash flow. I'd like to get some comments from you broadly. I don't think I got some direct comments from you since this clip emerged. How do you feel about Gary Gensler's response? We're in active discussions on whether XRP is a security. No, Gary Gensler, you're accusing Ripple of selling an unregistered security that is XRP. So the wording there is very important. What stick out to you, Cashflow? You know, the, the, this whole hearing is actually very embarrassing. And if I would be Gary Gensler sitting there, my God. And I, I can't believe that, that you must an elephant. He must have had an elephant skin around, around himself. That everybody is is hitting him, and you know, and I, I must say, I learned a lot from Gary Gensler uh, uh, four, four or five years ago because he was in uh, in 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 university somewhere, and I, I followed a lot of his classes, and he's actually very knowledgeable, uh, certainly on, on on technology. But if he if you see him sitting there, and it looks like it's it's not hurting him at all. He's just doing his thing. He keeps repeating it. Keeps 
if it's fake and uh, I, I wouldn't change position with him. I don't envy his position either, Andrew Cashflow, but I do not think he's handling in the best way possible. And yesterday, we may have caught Gary Gensler. This was two days ago. I'm not going to say lying, but I am going to say stretching the truth when it comes to his crypto holdings here. This is a 90-second clip. It's the last video we're going to play throughout the episode. Very, very important. And then we're going to give a closing XRP update. Here we go. Or subject matter experts have digital wallets or own digital assets? Uh, I... Don't believe under our ethics rules, uh, they do. do. Do you own digital assets or have a digital wallet? I don't own any crypto assets. All of my securities holdings are actually digital because they're held by a broker dealer and they're digital there. Have you have you ever owned uh, Bitcoin or a, a, another digital asset? No. Um, and so, so maybe here, most I'm guessing most folks on your you, on your senior staff, I'm guessing you included, have bought or sold stocks. Uh, but none of them have owned, uh, or none of them currently own crypto crypto assets, but are but are in the process of making rules and regulations on crypto assets. That'd be a fair assumption. I I couldn't speak to that. I actually at MIT taught a course called Blockchain and Money. I taught cor- multiple courses called Crypto Finance and other courses but, as well. But you didn't own any crypto. No. You taught you taught the course, but you weren't a user in the product. I did not own. Crypto assets are a highly speculative asset. I no, think. I mean, I'm not asking yeah. for, for your for your view on it. I'm just saying you're 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 in the business now of making rules and regulations regarding digital assets, but you have, you've taught a class on it. You've never personally owned a digital asset, any crypto, including and including Bitcoin. The only digital assets I have is my bank account and my brokerage accounts, but no crypto. Very good. Thank you. Johnny Crypto, I'm just going to give you the open floor there. There's a lot of places you can take that conversation in particular. I'm just going to give you the open floor and then I'll comment. Yeah, you know, (laughs) he definitely didn't feel too comfortable during that whole questioning process. That's for sure. I don't know. Gary might fall, Gary. (laughs) I don't know. He might fall under pressure. He definitely, uh, he definitely, he definitely was under the gun. Um, You know, in, in, in terms of, yes, Gary, Gary, we know why Gary was chosen, right? Gary was the perfect person to put in the seat because they could easily point out, hey, this guy's teaching crypto at, at, at blockchain, you know, in blockchain technology at MIT, one of the most prominent schools in, in the country. So it makes total sense. And we were all gung-ho because we thought, hey, this guy, you know, taught crypto. He knows he understands it. But I'll tell you what, if you go and you listen to some of his things, he does mention that he believes a lot of these things were security. So I was always worried when they put him in. Because he did say that a couple times, as well as he also he flip flopped. He went back and forth, but his opinion was there, and and so now we're we're actually seeing you know, of course, what he either feels is 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 what crypto is or what he's being told it is. Either way, the reality is it goes back to abs. We need to get to a position or a point in time where we can move past this fight you stage. I can't wait to get past it because we're just going to hear stuff like this for the next two three years until we get. How can you teach crypto if you do not have any hands-on experience with a wallet or with transferring money? Come on. And I think this is a uh, maybe only a little bit, but he's lying here. Yeah, no doubt. 100% agree with you. You know, he even said it, right? He said, oh, yeah, you know, I've had some digital stuff. He had to have at least played with it to be able to to teach it, right? There's no question about it if you're going to teach something. You would use it. You would know it. Uh, and, and I guess he didn't want to go there. But if I had to guess, there's no question about it. Uh, he had some experience with it. But 
you know, he probably didn't want to dig himself in a deeper hole, Andrew. And the reality is there's no, you know, the promise they said here, there's, there's no, there's no repercussions here. Absolutely. Oh, yes. I thought, I thought Andrew nailed it. I was going to say, I got the total feeling that he was lying. I mean, the hesitation to, to him answering and, you know, he wasn't confident. If he didn't own any crypto, why not just say, no, I didn't. But there was like this hesitation and, oh, I own digital assets through my brokerage account. Like, we didn't ask you that. We're asking if you own specific, he, he was specifically asked Bitcoin, Ethereum, and he hesitated. So I felt like he was lying totally. Absolutely, guys. And we got 452 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. Check out the last update we're going to give you guys throughout this episode. As Brad Kimes, a good friend of our channel, tweeted out that the SEC's filing for Tranglo and Ripple with a summary of the ODL system proves that Ripple is not offering an unregistered security with XRP. XRP, it, according to the SEC, I am reading directly from an SEC document here. XRP does not represent the right to make any demand on Ripple. That sentence in and of itself could be damning for Judge Torres in the XRP lawsuit, not only proving that Ripple isn't offering a security, but that Ripple isn't even the subsidiary to XRP. They're acknowledging the decentralization here with that sentence. And I know I'm making a couple leaps, Johnny, but just about 60 seconds so we can hear from other people. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, not damning to the judge. It's damning to the SEC. The oh, yeah, SEC, damning to the SEC. Sorry. The SEC is in trouble here if the judge, you know, pulls us into play. I mean, like you said, it's right on their website. And I would hope, <laughs> I would hope that the, you know, the, the, the Ripple attorneys were, were pointing to this or putting this, submitting this as evidence to the case of, look, here's the SEC's words right here in front of your face. Um, no doubt about it. Totally damning to the SEC's case, apps. Absolutely. And while we only got a couple of seconds here, guys, you know what? We're going to close it out with a funny video of Gary Gensler and Bill Clinton. This speaks for itself. Here we go. I do not own crypto assets or highly speculative assets. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. <laughs> Johnny Crypto, I just like to get some quick comments there. The vibe was very, very similar. Now, I wasn't alive for that whole thing, but that was pure comedy. I cannot imagine an American president standing in front of the American people and making an announcement like that. But if I could, Gary Gensler gave me the same vibe, guys. So what does it mean to you, Johnny? It just proves you that they're all willing to lie. And that's the bottom line, right to your face. And so the reality is, yes, we know that Gary, as Andrew said, rightfully pointed out, but we know Gary's lying. He had to have used at least crypto for a little bit to play with it, to be able to teach it. Otherwise, if he didn't, well, then I don't know what the hell he taught his students, but it's kind of hard to teach something when you don't know how it works. Absolutely, guys. And we're going to close this show out the same way we always do by saying thank you to each one of our special guests. Thank you to Andrew Cashflow. Thank you to Johnny Crypto. And thank you to Mario, a.k.a. the Node Defender. We got 448 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. And thank you for being here. We'll see you guys in 23 hours. And like we always say, Warriors, rise. Get the shit together, baby. Thank you for joining us. Let's go.